what I'm trying to say is that if I can change, я думаю, что каждый тоже изменился. And you can change. Вы можете измениться. Everybody can change. Каждый может измениться. You're listening to WowFireRadio.com presents the Jerry Torres program. No bad news, no sad news, no politics, no religion, just happy fun stuff. And now, here's your host, Jerry Torres. Five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy and Tits McGee. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Oh my God! What the hell? I can't hear my uh, my audience. And just... right, I gotta hit it again. I'm kind of liking the song. There you go. I hear the crowd. Hey! Oh my God! <laughs> Welcome everybody. Yes, to another edition episode of the Jerry Torres program here on Wildfire Radio. Yes, please stop crowd. Oh my God, they love me so much. And here on wildfireradio.com, you can also go on the jerry torres show.simplecast.com. And uh, we have another edition episode. And before I begin the show, uh, if you are an outdoorsman, like some paintball, camp, hike, whatever, go to Hector's Outdoor Haven. Yes, if I can have, here it is. That's right, Hector's Outdoor Haven. Here we go. Hector! That's right, located at 2919 US 206 Columbus, New Jersey. He has everything you need, even Army, Navy surplus stuff. Also, look at him, look him up on his website at HectorOutdoorHavenNJ.com. He's a really cool guy, great people, very knowledgeable on camping equipment and everything else that you need. So check him out at Hector's Outdoor Haven. Yes. Hector! Hector! That's, <laughs> you know where that's from, right? No, what is that? Troy. Oh, it's from Troy? Okay, yeah. I never saw it. <laughs> also, I like smoking cigars. Do you smoke to my guest that's in here tonight? No, nope, she doesn't. No, that, she doesn't smoke. Not that vice. Nope. Well, I'm a cigar smoker. I'm not a heavy chain smoker. I do like to smoke a cigar to relax. Heck, oh, uh, my producer. Oh, my God, I forgot to introduce you Hi. to my producer. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my producer, Rick Carter. Yes! Thank you, everyone. Ah. Uh, the studio audience is always such a joy. Yeah, the fake studio audience. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. They're it's real. totally real. They're real people. They're yeah. real. Anyway, so I'm an out. I love smoking cigars. My name, I like to smoke one to relax. But if you are interested in great smoking cigars, go to Smoking Dog, one located in 34 High Street in Mount Holly, New Jersey, and one at a plaza in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Great quality cigars, great name brands. Also, if you're a tobacco, uh, pipe tobacco smoker, they have that there, too. You shouldn't drink before you go on the air. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, if you are interested. <laughs> Thank you. See, finally, finally, he guys a laugh. <laughs> but if <laughs> look at Jason. <laughs> I think it's going to be one and done, Jason. Yeah, one and done. Yeah, that's it. But if you are interested, check them out. Go on their website at smokingdog.com. Also, they have empty wooden cigar boxes. Real good quality wood that they made out of. But if you oh, buy wood. one, yeah, wood. 
<laughs> if you buy... <laughs> if you buy one of their cigar boxes for $2, it will go to a dog kennel. It will help clean up their kennels, feed them, trim them up, and also help them with their coughing problem. <laughs> yeah, no. well, we're talking about smoking. Yeah. <laughs> cigars, eh? yeah. yeah, too much. And to help them get them ready for, put them up for adoption. That's a great thing that they're doing. So check them out at smokingdog.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, another great episode. And I have two great guests. One of them, as always, not just a guest, but my partner in crime, my boy. And again, Aww. he is always welcome. Please welcome my man, my boy, my good friend, Jason Park! What the? Jason Park! Yeah! Yes! That is my baby. Yes. Thank you for having me again, Jerry. Yes! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I walk into a room, this place. As always, welcome. Woo! <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to find a good music background. Give me one second here. Oh, here it is. I'll play this. Eh, what the hell, man? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, she is a female actress. Very talented. <laughs> as opposed to a male actress. And, uh, <laughs> to a male actress. I didn't want anybody to get confused if I said actor. You know, um, yes, she's a lovely female actress. I just met her out in the parking lot. She, she almost went to the strip out, club. You, you, Shut up. I'm trying to give her a good intro, you bastard. Hold on, man. <laughs> and <clears throat> let's start this again. <laughs> Clearing your throat. You clear my throat and my anal cavity. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> anyway, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as always, please, she's an actress, a model, and very talented. She has her own podcast show. I didn't ask you for the name of the podcast, but I will. Please welcome the lovely, the talented, Miss Laura Marino! It's not Laura, it's Melissa. Melissa Marino. <laughs> your name Melissa. is Laura from now on. Melissa, it'd be your, your Laura from here my on out. My wife is named Laura. Yeah. And yeah. the woman you thought was my wife was named Laura. Laura. So Laura's Laura. name's been going around yeah. tonight. Okay, Laura and Laura Melissa Moreno. There you go. First, <laughs> middle, and last. Just like George Michael. There, okay, there we go. <laughs> welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank How you are for you doing? Me. I'm good. How oh, are you? You're very welcome. Um, so you were in a movie with this guy, Jason. Yes. Now, what is the name of this movie that you got that you are this in? This direct to VHS movie. Yeah. <laughs> to a pile of CD, to DVDs. Uh -huh. <laughs> Gift wrapped and gutted. <laughs> so gift that's the name of the title? Gift wrapped. Oh my god, I thought she was yours. <laughs> no, that's that's the name the of the title. title, yep. Oh my god. So what made what wanted you to be in this movie? Um, Gary. I'd actually, yeah, Gary, um, Gary Whitson, um, I've actually worked with him before in the past. He has a independent film company, um, out of South Jersey called Wade Productions. Okay. So I, I've done a few films with him before. So when he decided to, I want to say revive this because I think it, it's, you know, he had done it in the past and he still had the script and he had rewritten the script a little bit. Um, and he had reached out for the movie. I, since I'd worked with him before, mm -hmm. we always had a good time. So I was on board. Well, good for you. So, I'm sorry if you hear music in the background on my podcast show. I have music in the background, so if you hear that's just Latin jazz music. So, 
you know, just if you want to dance, we can feel free to dance later on. So how long have you been in the business and what was your passion and motivation oh to goodness. inspiration to be in the business? So I don't really want to give my age away, but no, um, I, I said I said you were 20, 21. I uh, guess, if I'm I about guess. to say how many years in the business, people are going to subtract that 21 and realize something's not right. But, um, so, yeah, it's been about, oh God, 23 years. That oh probably my sounds God. about right. Really? Well, when did you start when you were 10? I was, yeah, I was 11 when I really started getting into it. I'd always had the passion, I think, and as a little girl, I was always some, you know, somewhere on stage or in the spotlight, whether it was doing dance recitals. Um, road shows that would come to town, I would do dances for that, things like that. So I've always been passionate about it, but it wasn't until I was 11. And I remember the very specific moment when I realized it's what I always wanted to do with my life. Was that recently it, when I when you shot me in the head? Yes. You shot him actually, in the head? Yeah. So right now, guys, I'm actually only 13 since you know, I started <laughs> at 11. Um, that's the moment when I knew I made the right choice. Uh, <laughs> but the moment that I made the choice to want to act, um, I was 11 years old. I had seen the movie Up Close and Personal with Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. And I was watching that movie, and I said, that's what I want to do with my life. That movie, to me, was it was such a great movie. It was so powerful. Um, and I was like, ah, that's I want to do that. But what was the scene? And I've seen it. She was with Robert Redford. You saw that yeah. movie, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. The scene um, where they're so right after the the jail, the, the I don't want to say it was held up, but they had that issue in the jail. Yeah, the riot. The, yeah. the riot, exactly. And um, when she came out, and for the first time, she got to embrace her husband. I think they'd only been married like a week. Embrace him um, after what was like forty-eight hours, right, 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 or whatever, right. inside the riot. And there was just that emotional scene of her crying. I was like, that's what I want to do. You're pretty smart oh, wow. for your age. Yeah. Oh, what, at 11 when I was? Yeah, yeah. you were like an old soul, weren't I, you? I am and was an old soul. Uh, I say it all the time. I should have been born in the 50s. You know, minus the popping out the kids and cooking dinner. There but you go. Everything else, it would have worked I well. My wife wants to be the 50s housewife, though. She's like, if I could do that and not work, I would, dr I would love that. And let us work and pay the bills. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah, she's I, I don't know. She's she got to remember, things. no talking back to the man in the well, 50s. You know what? She does things for me the most. We were allowed to hear so women back in those days. Her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um, other than the, those type of... So I've noticed I've been watching like a lot of these young actors, like teenage, these kids, and I've seen them, and they pl really play the part like as if they are adults. Like very well, you know what I mean. Um, so, do you think kids like that, like, have the acting bug or an acting disease? You know, like acting for disease. That, <laughs> Sometimes we think it is a disease. a disease. For, for starting that young, it's a it, disease it that affects you if you have a day job. It's that's soul sucking. It, yeah, it, pretty much. You know what? You just said it. Yeah. You just said it. I've got the artistic drive. It's a disease. Yeah. You sit yeah. at your desk, going, "Well, I wish I were doing something else, like being in front of a camera right now." I mean, I, I, we did we did a movie that we know is not going to be an A-lister by any means, but, you know, to get paid to do that and work with beautiful women, I was like in my glory. I felt, I'm not a religious man, but I felt blessed. <laughs> and you know what it is? It's not even, and I always tell everybody, you know, I, I don't want to hit the big times for the money, for the fame. Right. Because we love I'm it. Exactly. I'm love at it. my happiest when I'm on set. Right, because that's your passion. It's, it's your yeah. passion. You get to step away from life. You get to be somebody different. You get to work with great people, have a lot of fun. I, I think people that aren't in the business, 
and watch movies don't realize the amount of time and effort that goes into it, but mm. how much fun mm-hmm. you really have when that camera is not on, what goes on really behind the scenes. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it is just <laughs> sitting down, checking your phone. <laughs> yeah. Just waiting for the next, yeah, waiting Reading for the, the newspaper, scene. reading yeah. a book. It's like, oh, God, sleeping. Yeah. Well, that's great. Sleeping's that's always, always that great. You know, we, I always said I, w- I like acting because I get to be someone else, get to step outside myself for a little bit. But we just saw Sally Field at the Free Library, who was amazing. And she was talking about how she loves acting because you really get to be yourself. You get to release parts of yourself that you don't normally release. It took it from a different perspective, but I totally get it. It was her escape from her reality. Hell fucking yeah! Sorry about that. That's Rick wow. Connor. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think it's so true too because you're always uh, you always put on a face or you always put on a performance. You know, if you're at a, your regular job, let's say, but then when you're on set, you just get to be a different person. Relaxed. Right. Yeah. You know, you're around yes. other people that appreciate the same mm-hmm. thing that you do. That you know have your same skills. So it makes when it. When I took uh, acting lessons, I remember my acting teacher orientation. It must have been like oh god, like hundred some students. And the acting teacher was in commercials, soap operas, um, you name it. He had proof that he was on these things, right? So the first question he said, and I always bring this story, but the first thing he says, who wants to be in movies and uh, Broadway and make millions of dollars, have an entourage, ass kissers, brown nosers, yes people, limousines and wearing the shades in the room? Who wants that? And all these young kids raised their hands, right? Okay. Then the second question is, who wants to be in acting because they love it, they love the passion, they want to be a different character, they love the motivation, they love the the learning of the stage and the theater and the screen. Who wants to do that? And I read, must have been like 12 people that raised their hand. And he goes, okay, now it's the, to answer your the first question, I don't teach that. You know what I mean? The being the the ego and the stuff like that. I teach the passion part. So if you're here for the passion part, I can teach you that. I'm not here to give you the entourage and stuff. I don't teach that here. And that's what not acting is all about. It's not. No. And it you know, it doesn't make it easier to be on set if that's the only reason you're there because you have to be passionate to sit there and do an eighteen hour shoot and repeat the same scene over and over, over, and again. over again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that I whenever I say Sally Field, I'm assuming he's gonna go nuts and say, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I just random fits of Joy. This is what I me. hear when you say Sally Field. <laughs> the flying nun. <sighs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I was just watching Mrs. Doubtfire the other day, so. Oh yeah. She, 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 said she said Robin Williams was so um for lack of a I, I can't remember the exact word she used, but it was kind of along the lines of impossible to deal with because really? it was so over the top. Really? And they, he'd say, like, how about Mrs. Doubtfire coming through the kitchen window? She's like, why? <laughs> There's no reason for him to do that. Can we just move on? And then they say, well, Robin wants to do it, so we're going to reset everything and have her come in through the kitchen window, see what that looks like. <laughs> she said he was just, just a nut, just impossible. But wow. she loved him. She loved him. Oh, okay. At least it was that respect, you was, know. I say Mrs. Doubtfire can do whatever she wants. She's well, a rocking granny, man. <laughs> I love that movie. She was great in Forrest Gump, too. She yeah. was. Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire yeah, for the in Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Fire. Yeah, remember? Remember that scene where he dressed up like a woman? Oh, Forrest. Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> so can you, have you, as an actress, have you taken any um, improv? Oh, yeah. Really? I actually 
went to high school at a performing arts school here in New Jersey. Okay. Southern New Jersey Academy of Performing Arts. Um, so I always tell people and they ask, oh, what do you mean like a performing arts high school? And I say, do you ever see the TV show Glee? Yeah. Okay. So that's exactly what we used to do. Run around in our pajamas. We'd spend hours Sing a day. Sing in the hallway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, three hours of our day every day was set to that specific thing, to whether you were doing acting, dance, you know, whatever the other options were there. Those were three hours of your day every day. And mm-hmm. you covered everything. We did theater. We did TV. We did film. We did the improv. I mean, we covered it all. Did you stand in one spot and scream? Sometimes, but that wasn't part of the, that wasn't part of the class. That was just frustration. You know, I we did. What was it? We had to do. We had to scream. We had to pretend we were frantic. We had, it was like um, like getting an emotion yeah. out. He would say, "Look frantic, you know, frantic. Come on, look frantic. Look afraid. Look afraid. Okay, now, 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 now you're blind. Everyone, pretend you're blind." And it was like, "Oh my God, what kind of?" And he would, my actually would say, "This is prepare yourself for a role." You know what I mean? It's like, uh, like you're scared, you're afraid, you're happy, you're sad. You know, one day you probably have to play a role of a blind person or a deaf person. You have to, you know, emotionally prepare yourself to get, you know. To, oh, and auditions too. When you oh, go in there, yeah. they're going to shout at you to do it this way, do it that way, do it this way. So you better be ready, basically. Have you ever felt uncomfortable during an audition? Like, uh, we ever, like, uh, did the director ever feel like. Made you feel uncomfortable to do a scene, like a kissing scene? One time scene? they made me take my shirt off. That was me. That was me. Wasn't and you cried. Wasn't minutes ago, I feel like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Um, Did you, like, was, uh, was there ever a time you were prepared or there was a scene, something you didn't like in an audition? Um. Not really. I don't think I've ever really been to an audition where I've been uncomfortable with doing something. I mean, I'm usually pretty good about picking and choosing which auditions fit me, which fit you know my personality, what I'm comfortable doing, what I'm not comfortable doing, so that I don't go to an audition that I know right. is not right for me, and I'm just wasting everybody's time at that point. I've noticed when you do that, and the more you do, the less nervous you get for auditions. Now I just oh, look yeah. forward to the auditions. Exactly. Just... When you first start doing it, you're a nervous wreck. Like I used to, when I used to have to get up in front of people... I'd be sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't eat. I was just a nervous mess. And now I'm just like, okay, let's let's go do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. as comedians, that's how we are. And, and uh, comedians, the more you do it, the more right. Because yeah. I, I always nervous. get this question from young comedians. They always say, "How do you not get nervous on stage? What is it?" I said, first of all, you got to do over one comedian said it best. You got to do over ten thousand hours of performances. You got to do a lot of stage time, and then one day you're gonna get this. I don't give a fuck attitude. Yes, you can curse. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what do you mean? It's like, like the nervousness is gone. You feel nervous before you get on. But when you're on that stage, you're like, eh, whatever. I don't give a fuck. You know yeah. what I mean? And when you have that feeling, it's awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> oh, my when God. When you're not nervous anymore. At that point, it's you know that you're finally at that point in your career where you're comfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like the inside actor, the actor's studio <laughs> edition of the Jerry Torres show. Have you ever made love to Bradley so Cooper? So, Melissa. <laughs> Bradley, it's funny that you mentioned it. I didn't make love to him, but I was on a set with him. Not, what, know, movie? what movie? What uh, movie? Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, I wasn't in. I was in, um, I was in uh, Limitless with him. Okay. He is, I were must say. Yeah? What, what were you? I was the club scene guide standing next to you. You'll see the back of my head in the movie. I knew it. I, I knew stood right you. next to him. No, no, that wasn't me. It was me, you bastard. I, I am right next to him. That guy is a sweetheart of a and man. And he is 
extremely professional. Yes. And he is very hands-on on what goes on on set. Yep. I can't say that for his co-star in Silver Linings Playbook, but uh, okay, good. Neither can I. I heard stuff. She. Love her and I don't get. I don't. I don't I get it either. I didn't like Silver Linings Playbook. I couldn't get through it. I was like, why do I want to watch a movie about? I didn't even watch crazy it, girls I dated you. in high school. I just <laughs> don't want to do any, have anything to do with them. It, it I was... will fuck you up. <laughs> That's right. That's what you're gonna say to this. I've heard about her. What was she like on set, though? Oh my god, I, I thought she was extremely unprofessional because, for anybody who's seen the movie, the dance scene. It took us probably 18 hours to film, and what was it in the movie, two, a two-minute scene? Every, did you dance in it? Did she dance you. or did I dance? No, I stood in the background. I just walked around to with some, I don't even remember. They just said, hey, you're going to be with this guy, and you guys are going to be dating, and just walk around and look oh, like a couple. Man. I was like, okay. Um, but she every time they yelled cut, she'd run off stage, and sh- we'd have to wait, you know, five, ten minutes for her to come back out to start all over again every time. That's a diva. Oh, definitely a diva. And I, I was actually saying this before the show. You might have missed this. <laughs> and I hope she's, well, hope who she's cares? Listening, but I don't really care. What are you Our four come? listeners. She's going to come beat me care. up. Um, <laughs> she was running past at one point, and I thought to myself, how much trouble would I get into if I just stuck my foot on the <laughs> That's who you were talking <laughs> yeah. about. Okay. Yes, that's what I was talking about. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably get kicked off set. So. Oh, man. <laughs> was it, I, I remembered, like, um, I was I did Limitless, a couple other films, and uh, Limitless. They gave me this woman. She was supposed to pretended to be my girlfriend. She stood next to me. She was beautiful. Oh my god, she gorgeous. It was acting. It was acting. <laughs> it was acting. But have you ever had? Did they ever stuck you with somebody that like was ugly or they smelled? Or you're like, well, we are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and I know your husband will Jason's, listen to this. Jason's looking at me, so I'm wondering what he thinks I'm thinking. No, no, Jason's handsome. I will fuck you! <laughs> I, I must say I've been very lucky so far to be paired up with people that don't stink and that aren't so ugly and repulsive that I can't look at them. So mm. hopefully that will continue in my career. Okay. And if it doesn't, I'm an actress, so... In one scene, <laughs> I was I was in an M. Night Shyamalan film, and they set, prepared me with this guy named Robert Benya, and he was supposed to be like my friend in the movie. Like, I didn't know this guy... You know, like in films, just pretend you guys are talking. You know, like lip movie. And we got along great. And he goes, I, I know tango. He's Argentinian. I know tango. He's like, really? And right away, we were talking about all the women he danced with. He's like, oh, yes. A professional tango. And he is a professional tango dancer. And to this day, we're still friends. Has Were there anybody that you met on set and you remained friends you kept in contact with? For me, it was Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> It's a shame we should have had him on the show with us. I know, man. I had to get. I'm stuck with Jason now. (laughs) We helped him solve a crossword puzzle on the set of Jersey Girl. Really? You never told me that. It really wasn't very interesting. (laughs) 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 You never told me you you helped him. But you wouldn't remember me. Mm. Who's this guy? Did you not do well on the crossword puzzle? No, we helped him solve it. Oh, but you guys were okay. I, I he think just it couldn't was figure very, it out himself. Right. I, okay. I don't even remember what the clue was. Oh. Okay, well, back to her now. <laughs> <laughs> That's just... Uh, it just flew over. <laughs> Let's type this down. And right, Rick, you type this down. All right, All right. no more. Let, let Jason come in for free from here on out. <laughs> type this down. Okay, here we go. Uh, now let's say stop at the end of every <laughs> sentence like they did in the 50s. Like was there anyone that you still remain friends from being background extra? Uh, you know what? Not anybody, I think, off the top of my head. It's just 
the sad reality of it is since it's not my full-time career, right. I, I get sidetracked. You know, okay. I try to keep touch in touch with people, and it's just so hard. And Extra had- work is fun to do in the beginning, but then you start doing indie films and... I can't stand actual work anymore. I don't do it anymore either. I told them about my last paycheck of of this background. Well, you don't do film. it for the money, but it's well. There are some that the, do it full time. Remember, I told you. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. And they brag about their extra work. Oh yeah. Oh, I worked with this guy. I worked with this guy. The reason why I stopped doing it, the last paycheck I got from three weeks working on this television movie. So I forgot. I remember, I was uh, the paycheck was. $58.60 for working 8 to 12 hour shifts and I'm like this is it <laughs> I, this is for my gas my mortgage Are you kidding me 50? I'm not going to eat today <laughs> I called the agency and said stop calling me from here on out no more movies no more hey we got a great part for you no you don't <laughs> it's, it's good for when you're starting because it gives you a feel yeah. what it's like to be on set and being around other actors and seeing how you know they interact and everything oh but yeah i oh. think once you're past that point it is hard to go back totally oh yeah but um do you have an agent or man or do you do everything yourself um i had an agent up to a few years ago unfortunately both her parents passed she oh. stepped away and retired um so right now I try to look for my own stuff in between, you know, my busy work schedule. Okay. So, so you worked with uh, Brandon? Um, I've worked with him in the past. Okay. Um, we actually, he was actually on set for Gift Wrapped and Gutted. So when Brandon auditioned him, did he take off his shirt? Jason take off his shirt? Brandon did not audition. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon did not. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jason. The reaction on his face, he's like, why you got to ask me? (laughs) I have to take my pants off. All right, Jason, this is the scene you make love to a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) If it pays. (laughs) His pants did keep falling. No. Yeah. He was having a really hard time. serious? He was having a really hard time with the belt. I mean, that belt was. It was a Santa outfit. The pants could not stay up. They stayed up when I was torturing you, though. They did say something up. held them up. <laughs> whoa! This oh is, wait! Whoa! Wow! So did you see his Mr. Flippy? No, no, no damn Mr. Flippy. No, did Jason not. was Mr. Turtlehead. Nothing. Jason was a perfect <laughs> look at, gentleman. Look at Rick. Thank you. <laughs> gentleman. Although I will say it was Mr. funny Flippy. how he would turn on creepy like that. Oh my God! Wait, you just reminded me. I think I'm getting typecast. Every role I've gotten is some either weird, offbeat guy or serial killer. I just got an email today from someone from the ID channel said I stumbled on your backstage profile and you have the look I want to play the lead serial killer, this true crime thing. Oh, and he's like, God. You-, you doing it? Yeah, it's 200 bucks for all right, a day. All right. I'm not stopping you, but I mean, to be typecast as like a... I love... I'm not really a serial killer, so it's no, kind of being no, stepping but I mean, outside I, the box. I don't want you to take somebody to see you and say, hey, I want you to be the serial killer. Can you be a child molester? You got that face of a child molester. No! They haven't said that yet. No, don't do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want you to be, you look more like like a, you have the face of a doctor, you know, or or well, a, or, or a cheesy lawyer. You a, realize if you make it in that industry as a serial killer type, you could do really well at the conventions. True. Yeah, you can make a good good movie, but I see you more like a like a cheesy Jewish lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> it's important to throw the Jewish. In wow. There. Wow. He is Jewish. <laughs> it's okay. So am I. It's fine. Mashpucha. Yes, we are all mashpucha here. <laughs> oh, okay, mashugana. All right, yeah. here we go. That too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> 
So Torres, um, that's a good Jewish yeah, name. I'm Even Catholic. Car, I am Catholic. I saved you people. The voice in my car <laughs> when I when I say call Jerry Torres, it says calling Jerry Torres. Torres. So I am <laughs> Jewish. Hebrew pronunciation. I Torres. am Jewish. Oh my uh, God. Torres. 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 Thank you, my children. <laughs> so, with, of the auditions, were there things on set, like say you received a role in a film and it's a nude scene, would you go all out nude? Not, not all out nude. No, because nowadays a lot of actors and actresses are doing that. Not because like, ooh, this is my body, but they, they know that acting is an art form. It's an art it's form, art, yeah. Right. I, but I'm talking. I'm not talking like pornograph. I'm talking about like respectful scenes, like you coming out of the water. It's a type of record. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe in my younger years, when I was untied and just on my own, I probably would have considered. I think now, as I'm older, and I'd probably do. I'd say from the north, the north northern region. We'll put it that way. If right. we had to you for a taste. You did for a, a taste t-shirt contest in this movie. See, there you go. He's he's like, wait, let's talk more about this <laughs> hey, movie. Hey, let's talk about this movie. Was she in bras and panties? Let's talk about this right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, in the style of the '80s slasher film, so you know that that those kinds of scenes were the big deal back in those days. Now, so. where can people see this movie? I gotta see Jason and you in I, action. I don't know. I he so produces them on DVD, <laughs> possibly or straight. He to, does uh, DVD. He does DVD, but I think he actually does. Is it he straight? He sells to, them, and I think he'll. He'll gives them at um like the not not necessarily film festivals like you said even conventions I yeah. think in the past okay I did a movie called Deviant it's probably one of the worst films ever made um I got cast it's a movie about sex addiction this guy called and wanted me to play a variety show host in a hallucination scene right to introduce this beautiful woman and then introduce him to the stage the main character and humiliate him about his little appendage and the movie was so bad, and it made it to Amazon Prime. One of the only things I've done that made it somewhere, and it is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That's how bad it was. Now, can I see this movie on Super 8? No? Maybe. The movie's that bad. I mean, would it be on Super 8? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you're saying Deviant. If you had to compare the two, which would you say was worse? I would rather watch Gift Wrapped. Okay. Gift Wrapped. There you go. See, might have a chance. See, <laughs> might have a chance. On Amazon Prime, and the guy keeps asking me to promote it. God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I, was just saying, I think you just did what he wow. needed you to do. I wow. wouldn't worry. You just used Rick Connor's name. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, the, oh, his name was Rick. I can't. <laughs> um. So okay. So you do middle breast poop booby part, but not poopy? the full. Yeah, probably poopy? not the full. No booby booby yeah, booby booby. <laughs> Boob, boobs, the boobs, you know. So, um, now, would you like to be in a porn? A, a porn, <laughs> a clean porn for Cinemax? You know what I mean? I would if it paid enough. <laughs> the hell with it. I can't go that cheesy. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's, it's fake porn. There's no penetration. What the so acting is, what it's all about. Yes. I, I don't know. I feel like get on set and I'd probably overact it. Yeah. 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 You have to well, be so cheesy on those sets. Oh what about, did you ever see the movie Monster with, um, wait, it wasn't Monster. The, the one I'm with sorry. the one Monst eye? Monster's Monst Ball. Monst oh, Monst thank you, Monsters, Inc. Yeah. With Billy, oh, Bob <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton and Halle Berry. Yeah, I saw that sex scene. That sex scene was insane. It was intense. And, and th uh, I, I no simulated that with many women. But no, let me stop. Anyway, what happened? <laughs> yeah, her, her, her son just died, and she was over there... He was consoling her, and they just went at it. And it, there's it, that looked so real. 
She was on Inside the Actors Studio talking about it. And they were playing the scene. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. She was mortified that she made that noise. She said she was just in the moment and going with it. And then you hear this in the end. There you go. You got faces. <laughs> Maybe not with Billy Bob. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep. laughs> oh my that was God. nice. I want to get some French fried taters right about now. Oh, yeah. Oops. What I the hell is this? I need my French fried taters after Bingo. a money shot. <laughs> Where's this going? This is somewhere, somewhere like this. Uh, your show is supposed to be a fun show. So it is a fun know. show. So yeah, I make think it we're, fun. Going, it in the, we're yes. going in the right direction. Now it's time for your questions. What yeah, is your our favorite word? Is, this is inside the actor's studio or parking lot next to a strip. Did you enjoy the strip club when you walked in there? The two seconds that I got to be there before I was told I was in the wrong parking lot were the best two seconds of my life. I brought a friend of mine in there named John in there one time, and uh, he was so like, oh, my God, you know. And uh, he's like, you come here a lot? It's like, not a, off and on. <laughs> I mean, it's like. But I know two of the female strippers that work in there. Um, they're very nice. You don't know I, any of the male strippers? I, I'm the, no male stripper, no. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to interview a stripper. I want to hear like the good and the bad being a stripper. One of them wants to come in here, but she, she wants to get paid. I'm like, I don't do that. You know, the other one has a busy wait, schedule. Wait, wait a minute. What? Did you know we didn't get paid? We don't get paid. Son of a bitch. Sorry about that. Wait a minute. You're not Angelo Cataldi. <laughs> Oh shit, hold on. I hit the wrong button. What's wrong with your fart? I have no idea. I have no idea. All right, here we go. Okay, now back to you, back to you, Miss Melissa Laura. <laughs> Marino. <laughs> um, what is your favorite movie? Like one that do you like classic movies? Because I love Turner Classic movies. Oh, I do love the classics. Oh. I'm not I, I really truly am an old soul. It's hard to define, though, my favorite movie. I could probably do favorite movies by season because there's some movies that are just so great that I can't pick one. We were talking mm-hmm. about Peter Sellers in the show we just did. The oh, night, yes. He, he's a comedy hero, but one of the funniest movies that you never hear of anymore is The Party. Have you ever seen that? No. No. It's a Peter Sellers movie. Have you seen? <laughs> Our producer's <laughs> gone. Producer's gone. He's like, oh, I'm not God. getting paid. I'm out of here. What did you say? Um... <laughs> What was that one movie he was in uh, that I love? Being he, there. No, no, the he was like a, the nuclear bomb thing. The see, that's one I could not get uh, through. Everybody loves that movie. What's Doctor Strange Love. Yes, that's the movie I love. Have you seen Doctor Strange Love? I've not seen Doctor Strange. Peter Charlie Sellers Kubrick. played like six roles in that movie. And a he Kaiser, was a, a president uh, of the United Sesame States. Seed. Oh my God! Uh, uh, who was who, <laughs> no? Who was that guy he played in the in the wheelchair? Doctor Strange Love. The Doctor Strange Love. Yes. Oh my God, he was amazing when he did the Nazi salute. Like no, not, not. That's on on demand right now on TCM. Oh, you got to see that movie. He played like check it out. Six. It's a Kubrick film. Stanley Kubrick film. Yep. His first and only comedy. Speaking of which, did you see the sequel to The Shining yet, Doctor Sleep? No. Did you? No, I want to. I can't even talk about it. The book was great. I heard it was good. Not classic good. I'm yeah. I'm always leery about sequels. To but yeah. Steve, I mean, the book are... was excellent. Well, I mean, it was like the Stephen King book. 
Yeah, it's a Stephen King book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's always hard, though, because the book always has all that extra detail because like you can cram everything Once you everything read in The Shining and then watch the movie, the movie is not as good. As the book, yeah, that's what I've like heard. That. Because they change the storyline, you know. Y- yeah, you have to. You just can't fit in all that information in a two-hour movie. Is it, like, okay, um, other than your favorite movie, I mean, turn a classic movie, is there one in particular, like, you just feel like I nothing... Like, okay, my favorite films are um, Apocalypse Now, Blade Runner, and... Um, 12 Bullet. Angry Men. And, yeah, 12 <laughs> Angry Men. Hey, that's a good that movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, what, what is one of your favorite films? Uh, if we're talking, <laughs> and again, I usually go by seasonal and genre, so horror... It's the Jew in me. Uh, absolutely <laughs> love, love, love Nosferatu. And I'm talking the 1922 version. I know they've done 1,800 of these, but that's hands down. Um, Three. It feels like eighteen hundred. No, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Excuse uh, me, they've done three. three okay, three. Um, absolutely love that movie from a classic standpoint. Uh, I hate. I guess it's okay to say it now because we're getting to that time of the year. Sure. I'm sorry, but Christmas Vacation goes down oh, in history. Oh. One of the funniest movies I've ever seen, and I define favorite movies of mine as a movie that I could sit down and watch eight hundred times and not get tired of it. And that is definitely one of those movies. Fargo's yeah. that for me. Fargo Christmas is Vacation. One of those. Oh. Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. I could quote every Caddyshack line right now. <laughs> <laughs> Caddyshack is up there for Caddyshack me. Caddyshack is a good Caddyshack, movie. Caddyshack. Um, we were talking about this, like Animal House. The last movie. There's speaking of Christmas vacation and and Caddyshack, The Big Lebowski, Fargo, all these movies from years ago. There's nothing quotable anymore. I haven't seen no. a movie in the last that, few decades yeah, I that agree. have been quotable like they used I to feel be. like a lot of movies anymore are so focused on big budget, on ridiculous action, on all this CGI. There's nothing real and genuine anymore like the classics the, where yeah. you know, the movie's being made by actually making it. We're not putting computer scenes in there. Right. Not, it's a real movie with real actors. Oh, yeah. And you don't get that anymore. No. The 90s were great for indie films, too. Yeah. The 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 movies the comedies that I've seen uh, the one movie that has memorable quotes is uh, Step Brothers. Oh no! You put your you put your balls on my drum set. Yeah, you put I love I'm, that I'm gonna movie. Stab you in the knife. Tea bag in the drum set. <laughs> With the wine knife. mixer. <laughs> well, that do you best hysterical. friends? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Are those power tools? No, I'm brushing my teeth, Dad. <laughs> that was that had you know it's Will Ferrell. Exactly. Yeah. Every other movie. Because Elf Two is one of those other quotable movies. I don't know why I'm on a holiday kick all of a sudden. Elf Two. No, no. Elf Two as an also. Elf also. Yeah. Oh my God. Is there an Elf Two? And I don't know about this because no, there's not. Not Okay. Thank God. But it's also like with these films, it's like they some of these comedy films are trying like okay like the other guys with Mark Wahlberg and Chris. Yeah. I love that movie. It's I did hear good great. things about that. that it was you know, that don't was go really chasing funny. waterfalls. That was a funny movie. Wait, why don't go why chasing waterfalls? Movies suck now, but they're not as quotable. No, but I mean, with the other guys, it's like uh, what was it when Michael Keaton every time he quotes uh, TLC, where it's like, "Don't go chasing waterfalls." And Will Ferrell's like, "Why are you always quoting TLC?" I was quoting TLC. No, I wasn't. I was just giving you something to motivate you. No, that was a TLC song. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was like, and then um, what was it? When Mark Wahlberg does the, he dances like the ballet. He's wanted to teach these other sissy boys that what it's like. He's like, um, but they're so. It's because it's natural. It's not forced. It's like they're not trying to make you be annoyingly funny. 
you don't see that in films anymore, you know? And they're like the last two that I know that it's like the other guys and the uh, stepbrothers that have that memorable quotes. They're not trying to be funny. They're not trying to make you laugh. They're not like, it's like that natural things that comes off the top of their head. It's like, is it like they're doing the Bill Murray? You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, I love that man. Uh, improvising. That guy I is... did see two movies in the last few weeks that I think <clears> were the best I've seen in a long time. Um, Joker and My Name is Dolomite was phenomenal. I saw Joker. I didn't see Dolomite yet. I will. But Joker was great. Did you Eddie see Joker? Murphy needs to be nominated Joker. for an Oscar for that one. They're, I think they are going to. Um, Joker was amazing. You have to see that movie. I, I got to catch up with the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, well, man. Dolomite's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. That's one thing I'll tell everybody. I'm technologically stunted. Oh. I have Netflix because I just get it off my parents' account. <laughs> I, I'm the worst with, with that it's kind okay. of stuff. You're saving money. I am. Saving money, <laughs> yeah. Unlike me. Yeah. And now everybody knows smart. I'm, I'm Jewish over here now. <laughs> ah, yeah, nah, stop it. Stop it right there, little lady. Tammy was a funny movie, too. Oh, that was cute. That was a cute movie. There were a couple lines in there that I, I can quote, and I think it are So when you receive funny. a script... And depending on the character, like, how do you prepare yourself? Do you meditate? Do you breathe? Master. Do you, do you, <laughs> <laughs> the script. Master the lines. Yes, I master those I don't those read the script. Lines. Script reads me. That doesn't make any sense. I actually, as I'm learning my lines, will act it out. Even if I'm by myself in a room, <clears throat> I will go through it as if I'm on set and the camera's rolling. Because that, to me, is the only way I'm going to re remember those lines, is if I'm in the moment. Have you done theater? I had that's yeah I had okay. done theater that was that's probably why because well the rehearsals make it easier to help remember lines yeah that way. definitely well you're in the moment you're putting yourself in that situation and then the lines become more logical you're yeah. thinking okay in this situation this is probably something I would do you say. ever keep the scripts um she autographs them I and sells them <laughs> <represent>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on eBay for a hundred bucks a pop um what's this gift I, I there's certain scripts that I I may have kept just because maybe there was something about them that was like a special thing about them but right. most of the time I, I do not I like them to be memories okay. I played the Woody Allen part and played against Sam on stage and it was like the most memorable role I've ever done in my life it wasn't a creepy part it wasn't a serial killer I just made it my own and it got rave reviews I was thrilled it was like 2009 and I miss that so freaking much I can't even watch the movie now which kind of makes me sad because I'm not doing that anymore I did the Al Pacino speech in uh, Any Given Sunday. The motivation speech when he was in the locker room. In the bathroom? In the bathroom. While the guy's right. hanging their dicks. I mean, while, you were, while you were doing... <laughs> look, look at her. She's like, well, what? Say that scene again? I did that. Were you, where did you do it? In the shower? No, I did it in my acting class um, in front of, like, uh, what was it, like 50 people. And our acting teacher, he was great. He was like, I'm going to give you an audience. Not a class, a real, a real audience, and it was like, I want you to invite your family members, your friends, you know, and and it was like a small theater, but it was like 50 people, 50 strangers, and it says, okay, the scene that I've given you, you took four weeks to memorize and break down the character, you're going to do it in front of these people, and it was like, wow, so like, get the feel of theater, you know, like in front of an audience, so prepare you. I loved it. Theater is much more exhilarating because yeah, it's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, it, on set you can have you know hundreds of people standing around, but everybody's doing their own job. They're not really focused when you're up oh, yeah. you know, when you're on camera. And, and the other thing is, you're on camera. You know, you screw something up, you stop, you go, 
you start yeah. all over in yeah. theater. You're in front of a crowd that's there to see you. They want to feel emotions. <clears throat> they want to be entertained. They want to be sad, whatever it is that they're looking to be. I can't do and drama you have because to I get that. the giggles so freaking bad. People try to make me laugh when I'm on stage because they know uh, it gets so painful. <gasps> <laughs> that was a gasp. Sorry. <laughs> Sally Field. <laughs> no, but a lot of actors that I've heard on the interviews, they doing going to theater. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, you, you, you get you love more. Acting, you get you get more. It's from just a it. lot of time to invest right now. Oh yeah. They said like in theater, you, you're prepared and you're in front of a live audience instead of like the cast well, and yeah. crew. Yeah. What you mean, know, because cast say. and crew's it's not true. really paying it's attention. Not... Yeah. They say in theater you're in front of a live audience. Is this true? I'm just kidding. What, what, you, what was that? What? Because what, you just said they say in theater you're in front of a live audience. Well, yeah, it's like a TV show. That's we, true. Recording in front of a live audience. You know. I think for the actor too, it's more emotional. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you're get the feeding. Feel. You're you feeding me. off yep. of that. You get me. What happened? He gets me. Oh, Rick. Yeah. Oh, he gets oh, everybody. He came back. Yeah. Hey. hey. I was Where were you? What I, happened? I asked you a question earlier. I turned around and you were gone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> The moment is gone. You're a gentleman and a scholar. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes producers have to use the little boy's room. You know, go poopy. Right. <laughs> like everybody else. Yeah. I understand. Everybody poops, even producers. <laughs> what was the question? I don't know if you sound like my <laughs> husband now. <laughs> I hear that from him at least once a day. I'm like, the everybody poops. Yeah, even yeah. And he's like, haven't you read the book? And I'm thinking to myself, why are we having this conversation? <laughs> Is he trying to convince you that you need to poop? I, I'm still trying to figure out what he's trying to convince me of. Hey, Melissa. <laughs> Everybody poop. <laughs> he just Sorry. did. Jerry just did. You missed it. Oh, well, he's got his diaper. That's why your <laughs> pants are so thick. <laughs> he's got the depends on. It's not the depends. It's my long johns. You, know, you like my socks? Anyway, so. <laughs> so, um, other than uh, the theater. Uh, did you ever take acting lessons? Um, when I was young. So I did acting classes, including improv. Mm -hmm. About when I was 11, when I, the bug really so-called bit me. And then, you know, my parents enrolled me into the acting classes. And then I had the, the um, performing arts high school, which was four intense years of the whole span of it. And was then it after a fame thing? It it absolutely was like that. Forever. People think, but I mean, we would be sleeping in the hallways. We, you I know, am so be... sorry about the bells. <laughs> I hit the wrong button by accident. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> I mean, you know, sleeping in the hallways because we'd be in school all day, and then we'd have shows at night. So, Ugh. you know, from 3 to 6, you're just kind of running around, eating, rehearsing. I mean, it was exactly like that. But when you're passionate about it, I mean, I would go back and do high school all over again. Would you do Shakespeare? I oh, did. my God, yes. Actually, for our senior year production, I don't know where they found this director, but we did Love's Labor's Lost, but all of the songs were done were Beatles songs. Mm. So that's how they did it. They mixed the show, but it was Beatles songs. Like that's really clever. Yesterday, like yes, that. that's what we did. I did. And uh, it was really emotional, too, because of our senior year, so it's like yesterday, and there you go. all your troubles, so we're all like crying, and oh, my God, it's over, and you're Aww. so dramatic as usual. <laughs> I did uh, Julius Caesar, and that was difficult. Oh, my God. Those lines are so... Oh, my... Yeah, when you're... Those period pieces. Oh, screw Shakespeare. Because it's yeah. <laughs> you're trying to be authentic about it, and you're saying, what the hell does this even mean? What am I saying? The scene where his friend Mark Anthony dies. You know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, I got to do this scene. It, I... I loved it and I hated it at the same time because I had to do it Shakespearean style, the, oh, the how they spoke. 
Oh, God. I, I still kind of know it in the top of my head, but I'm not going to do it. You Why know, not? no, that's a that's no, you really got to got to give me time. I'll do it one day in front of you, you know, on the, on, on the yeah. air. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe we should just do a Shakespeare hour. Uh, no, Jason's like no, no. no, no. <laughs> I did love. I loved, and it was another underrated film. I loved Hamlet too. Yes. Hamlet, two, Hamlet two, two. was was Revenge. Yeah, what was Steve that? Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Oh Steve yeah! Here, oh my God! You ever saw that? Rock I did me not. Sexy Jesus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> rock me, rock me, rock me, sexy Jesus. You never saw it? <laughs> no. It I was great. Not. I saw it once, but it was great. Steve yeah. Coogan is a man. See, I'm lucky if I can make it up till 8 o'clock at night. He's talking about, like, the art of acting, and he's showing, like, uh, like how intense acting is and powerful it can be. And they show him in a commercial, I'm suffering from a herpes outbreak (laughs) right now. (laughs) But you wouldn't know it. Thanks, Herpacol. Hold on. Let me see if I can find that song, Rock Me Jesus. Rock Me Sexy Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on. This is, like, a scene from the movie. Hold on. And Elizabeth Shue played herself. Really? Yes. This is not Rock Me Sexy yeah. Jesus. There, there it is. There it is. He's totally the man, the man with the plan. He traveled through time in an awesome custom van. <laughs> Look at her. She's rocking. <laughs> Melissa Laura is loving it. I'm going to get up and dance. All the shit we should. Oh, right, it's taking too long to get to the Rock Me Jesus part. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Sing it again, Jason. <laughs> rock me, rock me, rock me. All right, now I'm going to play the song again. <laughs> um, are we good on time? Yeah, yeah, we got about uh, 12 minutes left. All right, okay, so let's see. It's let's Jerry see. Savings time. Yes, it is. All right, let's see. Do you have any other projects? Wait, um, other than slasher horror and sci-fi, what is the most graphic... Of those three of gore and films, I know that's mm-hmm. not what you like to do, but I mean, even though you've done it, a uh, gore scene with him, do you <laughs> like like uh, which one do you think it's more worse, horror, sci fi, or just like uh, slasher? I think slasher is probably the worst because the gore aspect of it with horror, if it's just well, a matter of running around and looking scared and getting that intense feeling, but when you have to do well, the thing was full really on a gore, slasher film. <laughs> No, it wasn't. So it's just when you have to get involved with gore. Because I know, remember when he said, all right, we're going to have blood drip out of your mouth and the look on my face when he said, open up your mouth and started pouring the blood in? And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. And I had already been tied up for like 45 minutes. Oh, incidentally, I, I know. Yeah. I got to see this movie. She shot me in the head, but I killed her twin sister, also played by her. Oh, my God. Yes. Really? Yeah, it was, it was, there was a lot of twins running around that set. But that's Lack gotta be, of actresses. That's got to be the, <laughs> that's gotta be the hardest thing to do is the gore and getting all that, you know, stuff on and the blood and the... What do you, do you think they're making, is there any, the film industry, do you think anything is original nowadays? No. No, I agree. I, well, I j- being John Malkovich was... Uh, right, yeah, that was you know original. What, I was, we were talking about this the other night and... How what a great unique concept for a film! You find this file cabinet in this weird office on the thirty-seven and a half floor, and it, it's a half in between two floors, so it's a thirty-seven and a half. And you go into this hole, and it sucks you in, and you become get into John Malkovich's mind for ten minutes, literally in his mind, 
See what he's he's then it drops you off in the New Jersey Turnpike. So they started a business where people can beat John Malkovich for a little bit. And what I what I found most unbelievable about that movie is making it from Midtown to the New Jersey Turnpike in minutes to pick somebody up uh, in ten minutes to pick somebody up and then take him back to New That's York. That's the magic of film. That's it. I know like everything else <laughs> yeah. in that movie was fine to me, keeping a captured <clears throat> monkey who speaks in sign language in your apartments and being in John Malkovich's head and taking over his body. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that all films coming out now are not original. There's original ideas. It's just, I feel like they're far and few between. It's all you ever hear anymore are remakes and reboots. Yeah. That's yes. all I hear about. Yeah. That's the problem. And let's, let's face it. Stop messing with the classics. It, to I me, agree. it's all a money. It's a money scheme in the end. I mean, let's face it, when there's sequels, and I'm not bashing all sequels, but most of the time, at least in my opinion, when a sequel comes out, it's awful. It's not even worth oh, your yeah. time. I probably can count on my hands the amount of sequels that I think were just as good as the originals. Well, we talked about this before, <laughs> sequels that are like really good, like Second Aliens, um, yeah. Lethal Weapon good. 2, yes. yeah, Terminator 2. Terminator 2, Two yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, they, like you said, there's few and far between. Because now that it's like you said, it's now Empire it's a Strikes money. Back was the best. That was the yeah. best one. Rogue One. That was like the Empire Strikes Back. I, I loved Rogue One. Yeah, that was great. It, Star Wars. Yeah. Like yep. Okay, good. <laughs> I like you already. Okay, good, Miss Melissa. I knew. Laura I knew what you were talking and about. Don't forget that. the Wrath of Khan. Star Trek Two. Yes, yes. The Rick Connor agrees. You ever yep. saw Star Trek? Mm -mm. Oh, you have to see Star Trek. We're I nerds. To, <laughs> I, I'm a nerd Star with, Trek. Certain, with certain films. We finally have a girl in a room, guy. Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> Arthur 2 <laughs> on the rocks was better than... No. But not, okay. Better <laughs> than <laughs> but what do you think Hollywood should do to start saying, all right, no more reboots, no more remakes? Do you think they should look at a pile of scripts and find something original? Or I think they should. I think there's a lot of young talent out there mm -hmm. that's trying to course. yeah, that's trying to break into the business. And you know, if somebody doesn't give you a chance, you're never going to break in. No. And you never know; you might find a gem in that pile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, um, so what is it that they uh, should? As far as sequels go, yeah. in the Halloween genre. Oh God. Uh. How do you feel about okay. part six with Paul Rudd? I feel like somebody should have slapped the director before they even started filming that movie because the fact of the matter, and I love Halloween. That is one of my all-time favorite movies. The fact that that movie was done on a $50,000 budget and it not only spawned the, the, the slasher genre, but it spawned this whole series of movies, this whole franchise. Yeah, right is something incredible to think about. And the movie was, the idea was so simple. A guy running around stalking babysitters. And what they made of it is just incredible. And then they went and just blew it, point in case, by constantly redoing it point. over to case in point. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> constantly redoing it. Now, I think the second one was just, uh, was good. Not as good as the first. But it, I mean, I think as a sequel, it was great. And I love the storyline about the brother, which I was disappointed <laughs> they did not keep in the 2018 version. To me, Lori sitting around for 40 years just waiting for shits and giggles to me was just killed the, the vibe of the whole movie. It would have made more sense if they kept the brother storyline. But going back to the sixth one, the whole point of the first one was that he was a killer because he was just a child and he was pure evil. And they morphed it into this concept of not even being pure evil anymore. 
of it of a being cult. a cult. Cult, right? Yeah, and I know they were. It seemed like they were trying to tie it in with season of the witch. Yes. The whole concept of the mask and that chip in the mask, which would control everybody. Oh wow! I never made that connection. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what they were trying to do because there was the whole uproar about the fact that it was called Halloween and he wasn't in there. So they figured, let's tie it in. But it didn't make sense with that. It didn't make sense that he had a, a kid with his niece because the whole idea of the film was he's trying to kill his family members. Right. And the, it, it, he tried to kill his niece in four and five. And then in the sixth one, he's like, oh, I'll just sleep with her. <laughs> you know, like it just the, the storyline was all over the place. <laughs> it just it didn't make sense. And it, it took a, a perfect movie, Halloween, the original, and just tore it apart. I like I her. I think. You're welcome. I, I can't. I, I, it just upsets me. <laughs> no, I understand. I mean, are we good it's on time? Are we, are we running? Yeah, about five minutes. Oh, crap. All right. Well, I mean, I agree with you on that because, like you said, like they always change the story. They add something. They It's always like like a soap opera. He's died. Oh, he's come back. He's oh, come back. He has a yeah. twin brother. Oh, he has a missing eye. Yeah, it's like, okay, dude. <laughs> you know? They always do that in soap operas. They do that in films. It's true. Well, in the second one, for God's sakes, he burned to death. He blew up, yeah. He blew up and burned to death, and then he just magically reappears. The mask stayed intact. Yeah, exactly. The mask got worse as the series went on. No, and and, and it's... What happened to that $1.50 Shatner mask? I'll never know. Oh, God. It's like with the Terminator, and it's like, oh, God, another one, please. Oh, yeah, they just, they redo him to death. (laughs) It's like enough already. I I love the first and the second one. It's not the two. (laughs) No, you're thinking Kindergarten Cop. It's still a great movie. Same thing. It's great that they, ah, Kindergarten, they never made a sequel. Thank God. No, they did. The first one, oh, Not they did. yet. Was what? it? Yeah, you're right. He's right. Hang yeah. on. Let me look it up. And I don't believe Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it. No. Uh, Which one? What, what, what movie? The second one of oh. um, Kindergarten Cop. No, 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 I don't no, think no, he, he was in it. it. He wasn't in it. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's like, I just say that Hollywood's too lazy. You know. That and it, again, it goes back to money because they know if this franchise is going to make money, people are going to go How many and see freaking it. Spider-Mans do we need? Oh my God! How many of <sighs> they? Oh, what are we on the sixth one? I think they are working on that one, and the one that the cartoon that won the Academy Award, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. They're making a sequel now. The thing into is, Spider-Verse was really good. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing good. they do. The movie, the original, is great, Nicolas and they want to. Nicolas Cage is my favorite Spider-Man in that. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolas Cage, oh yeah, he was so cool, so calm. The voice is like, oh yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, go ahead. Now all he, he was, does like, is like cheese ball action films, but he's so good in them. I love watching it. He's one yeah. of those actors that's just so bad that he's good. Yes, uh, and he gets that? paid very well. Oh, the yes. Wicker Man. Oh, they tore that movie oh. apart. That's the original the was this so eerie and disturbing. Uh, they, just the scene with the, the bees, the what our time bu- is the almost basket up. around this. Damn it. It's, uh, I they like did you. make a kindergarten. Sorry, they did make oh, a good. kindergarten cop two. Uh, came out in twenty sixteen starring uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Oh, come that's on. Amazing. I Ellie, must break you. Yeah. <laughs> you <need to> watch <laughs> that. That's I just want to see how bad that is. I might have yeah. to watch that. Yeah, I watch think that's why too. people watch sequels actually, just to see how bad they were. I want to see Doctor Sleep, damn it. Well, our time is almost up, so I usually say this to someone that I like, and uh, Jason knows my the motto is that if I like you, you're welcome back anytime. I would my love show. to come back. This is a, a revolving door. I'm usually for you. in bed by now, but I got to tell you, this is more fun than sleeping. Well, my, the two <laughs> wow. the two owners, uh, Tom and uh, Jim, but I mean they're very nice guys, and yes, I'm kissing their ass, but. Yeah, this, I'm doing it. They changed my time slot to 9.15. Oh, no, that's fine. Okay, good. Jason's right. like, are you sure you don't want to? 
Recently, I was like, no, no, I've been dying to do this for a while since we've been talking about it. Oh, good. I've been very now excited really about like it. I really like her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jason just throws stuff at Jason got mad. Jason's I like, thought I you like liked me. <laughs> well, beforehand, I'm going to close the show, but uh, with this pizza commercial that I have, doesn't pay me. But anyway. <laughs> Um, why do you I, pizza's delicious. Is there anything that you want to plug? Any movies in the, in the works? Your radio show? Um, uh, well, I do actually do my own radio show. Sunday mornings, 8 o'clock, WILM 1450, 9 o'clock, 610 ESPN. Um, not, no other movies in the pipeline right now outside of um, gift-wrapped and gutted, which I don't even think it's been edited yet. Is it AM radio? These are AM, yeah, but 24 hours a day, seven days a week on podcast. Oh, my God, the static must be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Oddly enough, 610 ESPN reaches far, and I get more people that listen on podcasts. I've had people from Kentucky send me messages on Facebook telling me how much they love the show, and I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. So, um, but, yeah, I'd love to definitely come back. And yeah, talk you're more than welcome anytime. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, for being on my podcast. Thank you for inviting me, Jason. Thank you for Jason? telling me about it. Of course, <laughs> Jason. As always, man, he doesn't let me down. Man, I like this guy. I love this guy. What are you talking about? Like, I love you. <laughs> but he gets upset if I send him a heart emoji. Oh, I yeah. should step no, out I of the room and let you guys upset. have a moment. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> listen, listen. They, they, he sent me a heart emoji one time, really long story short. And I didn't get mad or upset. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? It's love. <laughs> <laughs> it's all love. All right, before we close the show, we're going to play this pizza thing. And then after that, I'm going to find a really good rocking song to close the show. Oh, well, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that I, I have no idea what the hell is this. Hold on. Here we go. All right, I hate these Christmas commercials. Uh, not yet. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Are you looking for that New York style and taste? Then go to La Vida's Pizzeria. It has that New York feel and that Italian tasty touch. Mwah! A great place to eat with family and friends. La Vida's Pizzeria, located at 12 High Street, Mount Holly, New Jersey. For pickup or delivery, call 609-267-8957. La Vida's Pizzeria. Excellent food, perfect New York taste. Okay, we're all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are ready to close the show. That's Miss Laura, Melissa. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little some... bit of an outburst. My apologies. <laughs> no, 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 please. Um, do you have anything to plug, like a website do you have, or Instagram, Facebook? Just uh, Facebook. You can look me up um, on the radio station. I'm going to spell this out because people are going to look at when I pronounce it. Go ahead. It. So it's Matinata Musicali. It's M-A-T-T-I-N-A-T-A. New word, M-U-S-I-C-A-L-E. Ding! Ding. What the hell did you just say? Uh, It's musical morning in Italian. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Or if you look me up, uh, you know, Melissa Marina, you'd find the the radio station page. Don't put Laura in there because you're sidetracked. I will not. (laughs) Melissa Marina. Well, Melissa, thank you so much. You're welcome anytime. I like your thank energy. Thank you, guys. You got a really big, nice smile. Uh, your dentist must love you. <laughs> but, yeah, especially when he sends those bills. And your knowledge in films, I like it. So that's thank a plus you. on my show. So you're welcome anytime. Uh, I want to thank you so much. For, oh, I really would love for you to come back. Just don't bring your husband. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Jason, my man. Hold on real quick. I'm going to close the song here. There we go. Yeah, Van Halen running around. Jason. Thank you as for having always. me, Jerry. Brother, you know you're welcome here anytime, my man. So thank you. and thank you, Rick. Rick you Connor, as always, my producer. All right, my my boy. Yeah. So 
until now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to another edition episode of the Jerry Torres program here on wildfireradio.com. You can find me on the dash Jerry dash Torres dash dot simplecast.com. I'm on wildfireradio.com. You can listen to me anytime. I will not be on next Thursday. I have too many things to do. Jason Pollack, as always, thank you so much. Miss Melissa Marino, thank you as always. You're very lovely. You're welcome. The revolving door is for you anytime. Rick, as always, thank you so much. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, i like to say to everybody out there that's listening, whatever religious figure you believe in, may you be blessed. I bid you only fond, fondue. I'll be back the following Thursday. So I ask you all, please don't go changing. Van Halen, run around. Please take me away.